0: Hello guys and girls, and welcome to the VR Inside podcast. This is episode number seven. So this is a weekly VR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe 3pm in UK and 10am in Central US. If you miss the podcast, for whatever reason, you can catch up with it every Sunday where I upload the whole show to my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or alternatively, like I announced last uh, week, uh, the podcast will be available on Google Music Play. I'm also super happy to announce today that it's also going to be available on iTunes now. So you can pick up the podcast and listen to just the audio audio version only, on Google Music Play and iTunes. So I'm chuffed to wow. bits of that. Thank you. Well done, guys. Uh, well done team. Apple slaves whoa, be happy. Whoa, listen, this is way too many claps. We can't keep up with that. <laughs> so uh, if you've got any <laughs> questions or comments during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer them as many as we can. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to everyone in the room. We've got a full house today. So I'm going to start off with Nathy a.k.a. the King of VR, a.k.a. the Flying Dutchman. How you doing, Nathy? <laughs> I'm doing totally, <laughs> totally fine. Yes, awesome. Uh, we've got Austin. He is the guy that puts the bro in the Prometheus. Always song. wearing his uh, wife beater, living the dream. How you it's doing, man? It's just a tank. I don't beat. <laughs> I don't beat women. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. That is important. Uh, we've got rowdy guy. Uh, you know, funny thing about Raddy is that he likes to host VR pool parties and then kill all the guests that turn up. Uh, right. So that's a bit of in, inside <laughs> information coming. there. That, that was actually happened. That was <laughs> <laughs> this, this happened in a, a private game we were playing of Skyfront uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we have Zim. So he's not happy uh, unless he's live, and that is Zimtalk 5. <laughs> Did, you <like> <laughs> Did you just
1: come up with that?
2: Wow. Did you literally oh, cool. come up with that? <laughs> oh, jeez. i not happy You're wicked wow. That's amazing.
0: Welcome,
2: welcome to the show,
0: Zim. Mm-hmm. I will come to uh, like a proper introduction where you can talk about yourself very shortly, but welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, also, we have a very special guest with us today, and that is Mark Barnes from Rock Out Games, and that's the team that brought you Elevator to the Moon. Uh, a very warm welcome to you, Mark, uh, or should I call you Arnie, okay. in fact, because you do some awes- awesome no, voices. We,
2: there, there is no, was it, no relationship to persons living or dead, <laughs> blah, 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 Claws. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. Oh, you, oh, you mean like Guy from The Simpsons, what's his name? Um... I know, <laughs> the, the dude That sounds like that other, that other guy. No, no, no. Yeah. The other guy. No. That's not him. Okay. So we won't call no, you Arnie. We'll just stick him. with Mark for now. So
0: last but not least, uh myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, and I'm your resident bold guy. So uh today in today's show we've got a few topics to talk <laughs> about. Few years. We've got uh Zim obviously uh welcoming Zim to the show and a bit of an introduction from himself. We've got some news about Windows Mixed Reality headsets, because they came out on the 17th of October, and there's uh, some mixed reports coming in about whether they're any good or not. Uh, We've got some information about Nibre, the guy who did the Mother VR Alien Isolation mod. He's working on some stuff uh, with Windows Mixed Reality platform. Uh, We've got Stifled, which is due for release on PSVR and Steam. Sonic VR, and also we want to talk to Mark about his game, which is Elevator to the Moon. So guys, I am gonna kick off the show and talk about Zim because he is our newest member. So welcome <laughs> hey. to the show, Zim. Hello. Hey, thank you, thank you, everybody. How are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. So I just want to quickly just start off by saying, obviously Frank was uh, a part of the show. But unfortunately, Frank just couldn't commit to the show 100% uh, that we that we needed and, and, he, and by his own admissions as well. So he couldn't give it everything, uh, uh, you know, that it requires. So, you know, we still love Frank and there's no bad feeling there at all. But unfortunately, he just won't be part of the show here on out. Uh, but Zim is standing in uh, at the moment. So it could be something that carries on in the future. We don't know 100% yet. But obviously, introduce introduced you to Zim and he can talk about himself and what he gets up to in VR. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, what right, do you so get up
2: first,
1: to in guys? VR, bud? Yeah. For those of you guys who don't uh, who don't know, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm a Twitch streamer, so I've been doing uh, Twitch streaming of VR showcasing across um, Rift, Vive, and PSVR for the last three years, still going strong. Um, and we try to cover basically everything. So I think in that space we're uh, one of the only ones who do it. Um, as Mike said, my strength is live. So if you haven't caught one of my shows before, maybe you will in the future, and um, you know. I think they decided to pick the the second most crazy person on the internet
0: after Frank. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) That's true. And uh, I actually dived into one of uh, Zim's uh, live streams last night. And I have to say it's crazy. And I have to tip my hat to you, man. Because, you know, obviously we're all uh, YouTube content creators. And we get to edit all the bad stuff out. You know, so we have the luxury of kind of always portraying the best part of our show to our audience but when you do it live a bit like this it, it, it can be a bit crazy at times things can go wrong you kind of have to manage that and also being entertaining for such a long period of time is uh, as a as a real skill so uh, i have to tip my hat to you dude oh thank you appreciate that i get a hit <laughs> yeah we all we all tip our hats to you <laughs> so we actually jumped into zim's stream last night we played some games uh we played uh Winlands. Oh, nice. No, sorry. <laughs> there it is. That's, That's a good use of technology. I didn't know that was possible, Rowdy. Exactly. Right oh it's yeah. Like AI right there. We That's should amazing. we should we should block Shoot that from Rowdy so he can't do <laughs> that in future.
2: So classy.
0: This is awful content for our audio <laughs> listeners, by the way. We have to describe everything now. So if you didn't see this because you're not watching it live, Rowdy just put up a stupid sticker on stream of a little top hat. So if you're listening live and you Wait, want to see this crazy see s- craziness, then obviously come over to the live stream and you'll be able to see <laughs> our beautiful exactly. faces and the crazy stuff that happens on the screen. Um, but yeah, so I, ju- I jumped in with Zim last night. We we played some uh, Winlands too. Uh, we played mm. uh, Tractable, which made me feel a bit weird after a little while, <laughs> and uh, we played some uh, Bam, which is Bullets and More. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm. But yeah, all I, I, quality
1: I, I, titles. I, you got to say. I mean. To, to be able to jump in to, to kind of VR multiplayer now and play three titles that are so completely different, I yeah. think we just had a blast in all three of them. But like you say, it's mm. interesting to see even now, I'd say four years after the real spike up in, in VR started, um, you know, that some of us still suffer a little bit from, you know, a bit of VR sickness because there's mm. different things to get you. Like um, for me, it was a little bit of frame drop in the tractor ball game. Because I tend to run quite a bit on my stack, and even the developer was like, "Ah, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine." Bullets and more was the same thing, right? So you tend yep. to kind of get things that, that do catch you off guard, whether it's flipping through the air on a tractor or uh, you know something else, <laughs> but a frame <laughs> loss. It's, it's definitely it's still something that we all contend with from time to time, you know. So. <laughs> that wasn't the one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no definitely. I think it was the going backwards for me that that re- that really did it for me. Um but no, you you were fine. You know, I pushed through and and then once we'd moved on to another game I was absolutely fine. Yeah. I didn't have to like take a break or anything. It was it was fine in that sense. But uh, how long have you been uh, messing around with VR now as uh, him? God, the first time I got into VR was like October
1: 2013. So right. mm-hmm. it's very
3: specific.
1: Yeah, it was about that because I remember it because there was a yeah. post on <laughs> um, Overclockers UK on their forum, oh. and so there's actually a YouTube video of it, but my wife and I went along to this guy called Chaus, who's a VR developer, um, who unfortunately has had a bit of an up-and-down career since then, but he's a brilliant level designer, and um, he just, he said like, yeah, happy to show off the showcase. Buy me a pint, I'll let you bring you back to my place and, you know, we'll get on with some action. So we did. And Feckin, in the DK1 <laughs> was right. just like, I went with like my hype level was and super high, find, like, yeah. you know when you're like bubbling with energy, and you're like, Aah! and, like, I said it to my wife, I'm like, I am so coming down from this the second I get in, because it's not going to be that good. And then I got in, and, like, the thing that Chow said to me, he said, after I took off the headset, and my wife's like, how are you? And, and Chao said, he said, welcome back to the shitty real world.
2: And, <laughs> and those words are forever with me. Uh, yeah. Because I, I was just bit. smitten
1: by it. I was like, you know, my, my bar was here, because I loved, like, stereo, and I loved three D movies and stuff like that and Wii and Connect, all the kind of fringe technologies. I love that stuff. But man, I mean once you once you get bitten by it, that's
2: that's it. Like Mark, what mm. when did you touch VR for the first time? Uh like I, I worked I work for Rocket as a product research manager, which basically means that they would send me toys and I would test them and then send them back. What did you say that yeah, it like was the best job in the world. It was, it was, and it, no one believed I was working. I'm like, I'm really busy right now. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah. you're playing games, and there were I don't know a lot of it's still under NDA. So someone came and showed me a DK two, uh, no DK one for um, just for just for um, to demonstrate another technology. Um, yeah, so they demonstrated the other technology, and but I was like, oh, this this is cool and um, I was in a warehouse with boxes and they were exploding and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is pretty neat, you know? But I, I mean, I must say when I first saw it, I was a little bit underwhelmed just because of the, um, because I've seen stuff like this before in, in the 90s when um, I went to like a PC gamers thing and they, they shoved massive CRTs on, in front of my face yeah. and I played Doom and the mouse look was mapped to your head, and it was just like this crazy, uh, but I wanted to push through to, you know this is VR, it has to be amazing, but yeah. back then it wasn't. But then when we got the DK2 in, um, that changed everything, because I showed a whole bunch of the industrial designers, yeah. Um, yeah. because I basically introduced them to new technology so they can be inspired to create new things, and um, they were all blown away, and we just spent the entire night just roller coaster or we, we, we did ah that game where you fall and um, <laughs> yeah and, and a bunch of other ones and then whenever I had anything new like um Pixel Pixel Rift it was called back then and stuff like that like cool clever mm-hmm. design stuff I would show them but it was yeah. DK2 when I actually started okay let's open up Unity let's get some cardboards let's try a, a lot of different things and just see what we could you know start kit bashing and, and having a bit of fun you know And and then as soon as I could create I felt like yeah this is this is amazing you know like i felt really part of it then but yeah like first time in dk2 with the introduction to vr um experience that 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 floored me and i was like i'm in i i I was like i forgot there's this presence level that's kind of like sort of like sifting over reality and these moments where i feel like i'm there and i forgot where you forget that you're actually feeling that feeling and you're actually in it and yeah that was cool that was really cool
0: I think that's one of the things about VR, right? It's like like you say, Zim, about being bitten by it. And it it, it all relies on actually trying it, you know, right? Like, Mm. we we try our best as content creators to try and portray how cool it is because we want to spread the word about VR. But really, like, until you get a headset on your head, you you really can't appreciate how awesome it is.
4: That's true. I I agree with that, Yeah. yeah.
1: And the funny thing is, if you go back, like, this is the thing that Mark and I, we caught up at Oculus Connect and. If you mm. go back a, a technology step, right? So positional tracking, let's throw that out the window and put on a Gear VR. Like that is really mm. hard for me. Like there, yeah, there are sure. not many compelling titles that help me make that back step. Mm. And that's why I don't. That's as a headset, I, I, don't cover that. Two reasons, right? It's, it's not easy to stream off a mobile device with the <laughs> software stack. <laughs> sure. And the second thing is, the technology step backwards is like is t- is tough. Mm. Is 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 tough. But yeah, if I that's if that's like your only first step worse. upwards. Yeah it's Mm. great. And that's why I think that like Oculus Go is a fantastic uh, opportunity because all in one for 200 bucks.
2: Yeah, totally. Who's going to not
1: say yes at Christmas? You know
2: what I mean? Like that's great. And it's a, and it's funny too, because I I consider this the the Atari 2600 versus the Odyssey, you know, like GVR is the Odyssey and the Atari 2600 is like, is consumer VR or DK2, you know, and that we're at the very beginning step. So 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 the leap between the two positional tracking is huge but then you go room scale that's another huge step and then like hopefully in in 5 years there's another one that we we we, we weren't even thinking of because I feel like with VR there were all these convergent technologies kind of on the fringe that just yeah. had no place like like positional tracking was just this gimmick you did in front of your TV but when you put it in VR it's given context and I think mm-hmm. I think that's the cool thing about VR it was like it's like a tent pole for all these other technologies to kind of be absorbed and embraced by, you know? Especially the cool experimental ones. Yeah. Don't get me excited. I I still remember when when
4: Elite Dangerous came out. Uh, I I wanted to buy that game. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about virtual reality back then. And Mm. uh, they had like those, uh, a lot of people bought like those cameras that if you moved your head, it would like the, the camera would see your yeah. hat moving and it would yeah. move the screen. So you would still have to keep your eyes on the screen. You, you mean track you know, IR, I think, Rowdy? Yeah. Track yeah, IR? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you had the free looked-
1: version and then you had the paid version. The paid version, yeah. you had like a exactly. camera. And exactly. I, I remember watching a guy on Twitch who had like
4: a, a baseball hat with like lights, like dotted yeah, yeah. lights on it that mm, would track right. his head. Yeah. And that was freaking awesome. It was freaking awesome. I, I loved stuff like that. Yeah. But with, I mean, not a lot of people did it because, you know, There's there's not that many applications for us. Of course, if you play a lot of Elite Dangerous, then I can imagine that. But for other games, that was not (laughs) that really normal to see. But Mm. now you see like so many games that now, because of virtual reality, come into that. And they all make use of of that certain technology. I, I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then talking about sort of um, new headsets and, and, uh, and virtual reality, we've got the Windows Mixed Reality platform, right, that's just been uh, launched on the 17th of October, yeah. so a few days ago. Yeah. So I've been kind of keeping an eye on the uh, Mixed Reality Reddit uh, uh, forums and just seeing what people think of these devices because they're starting to get uh, delivered now. People are starting to set them up, trying to test them out a little bit. And one of the big sort of criticisms that keeps on popping up over and over again is that the, the, it's got like a software IPD adjustment in it, right? So, like on the Rift, you've got like the physical button that you can adjust mm-hmm. the, the lens spacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the same with the Vive. Is that, is that, is that right?
2: Yeah, you have the little. Or is it? Yeah, the it's got a turn, turn screw. Yeah. Okay, it's so it's, a,
0: it's it's got a physical adjustment as well, which I, I think is, is what you need <laughs> because uh, it seems like uh, this software IPD adjustment is causing a real problem. Um, you know, is they it can't automatic? get
5: it so it's, like, just always trying to get you the right IPD, or...?
0: I think it's something that you have to physically input yourself, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll know yeah. more by the end of the week. But it's uh, just how all know that, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's your IPDs, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, yeah, I it's difficult to, to know that. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah so, but but uh, back in the DK1, down.
1: like you had the same thing. Yeah. You just went through a little software bit, you measured your IPD, and boom, mm. you knew that if you were a, a normal person... Or a mutant freak. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're a mutant freak,
2: then you know. Yeah. Beck him yeah. off the IPD scale, lads. Yeah. That's it. VR is not for me. Not supported. Sorry. <laughs> well, well,
4: I think I think I'm actually a little bit of that scale, but I can still I can still use I can use the Oculus actually better for that because the, it goes a little bit further than the Vive. Uh, so for me, that's actually a little bit nicer, I think. Mm. In terms of being closer together or yeah. further apart.
0: Closer together. Closer to, think, yeah, I'm the same. I like here like. <laughs> I'm a goldfish. How do I play VR? Yeah. Right yeah. No, about I, I, it I'm exactly minutes, the same.
2: won't be able to tell anybody. That's the problem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have mine on the very lowest setting. You yeah, know, very, well. very lowest. But and can, I've I, actually-
1: can, we, can we actually touched on that? Because I think it's a real interesting thing that I caught in Reddit a couple of years ago. It's quieted down since. But people with, you know, one funny eye, like a lazy eye, mm. um, or who are wall-eyed or, or whatever, I mean, they can still benefit from VR. I think people had the question initially. It's like, can I use it? Is it going to work for me? Um, and what I've read is the majority of cases it, it does work, mm. but it's it's better if you are able to go and get you know surgery to correct. but I, what I understand, yeah. those people do get to benefit from it. Even someone with one eye yeah. gets oh. to benefit because again, what's their reality like? their, their reality is one mm. eye and their virtual reality yeah. is one eye. Yes, they yeah. don't benefit from mm-hmm. the stereo effect, but guess what they don't have the stereo effect ever anyway Mm. you know Mm. it's a bit it's a bit like um the track ir thing you were talking about rowdy right like once you have the benefit of being able to move the game scene with your head like look around naturally like especially in driving games Mm. like i was like god this is so easy i'm just like looking out the back window you know oh look like there's no they didn't model half the car (laughs) 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 They they weren't thinking people would do it but that's awesome you know i love that stuff yeah yeah and I love the games actually. that did. Yeah, because like, yeah. yeah. you, know, like you thought of a Full gun model, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Because back then
2: they just did yeah. the whole thing, then they put it in. Yeah. They're like, well, forget optimization, <laughs> we'll just do the whole model. Because there'll be a couple of dudes yeah. that are like, yeah, man, like I turned around and I saw it. And yeah, I, I love little details like that. It's so, it's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. interesting you touch on that, actually, Zim, because uh, at the Oculus Connect show in their keynote, they actually mentioned about making VR more accessible for people that have disabilities yeah. or impairments in, in whatever way. Absolutely. So, you know, if, if, if you can map the controls in some way to another controller that you know that you can use just with one hand, for example. Um, so that's really, really cool as well, that they're actually <laughs> taking notice of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I almost have the feeling that the Pimax
3: is like a, a wall-eyed headset because it's so, like... Around you, so maybe if you get your eyes over here, you can still experience uh, yeah. VR. A chameleon.
0: So uh, just so so we've yeah. actually confirmed it that the Pimax will work if you're a frog. So uh, there you go, guys. That is the nice. inside scoop. Frog VR <laughs> oh, confirmed. We, That's good. We yeah. should just drop the mic there. It, isn't, oh, isn't frog a slang? An not going to get into that. Too. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> but Watch but Mike it. Mike, you There's bought you bought a uh, mixed reality headset, right?
0: Yeah, that, so that's true. So th- that's kind of where I was leading to with it. Um, so basically, there's a lot of like mixed opinions about it. Uh, and, oh, you know, the fact opinions. it's called mixed reality. Oh, yeah. I think a bit <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I actually went out uh, and bought one myself. Uh, I went to uh, PC World yesterday. And if uh, if any of my uh, listeners, viewers out there will know that if you go into PC World, it is the worst place in the world to buy technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know why they make life so difficult for us consumers. I don't know why. It's because they literally got the worst customer service in the world. Uh, but I went in there and they had uh, the Dell, uh, they had the Lenovo on display. Well, I say on display, they had it on a shelf. Sorry, Mike, you're,
1: of- you're blowing my mind a little bit here. So you're saying that uh, the Windows MR headsets, some of them at least, are here in brick and mortar shops in the mm. UK? This, that's yep. pretty amazing. I did that's not in, know that. It,
2: mm. So you, you can that walk is into not
0: PC case World. In where, where I live, not at all. Right. You cannot find it. Right. Them. Okay, so like, this is the thing. Like, I went into uh, PC World, and there's sort of, like, PC World curries over here. But where the Enthusiast PC section is, uh, which are also awful, and I wouldn't recommend you go and buy one of their PCs because they're terrible. But anyway, um, they had uh, the Rift, they had the Vive, they had the Dell, and they had the Lenovo uh, on a little shelf. And I said to the guy, oh, I, uh, I want that headset right there, the Dell one. And uh, he was like, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure if I can sell you that. I'm like, uh, it's right there. I just want to buy it. <laughs> And he's like, oh uh, yeah, I, I don't really know anything about it. I was like, no, I, I know, I know, I know what it is. It's uh, okay, okay, I know what I want. We can do I'm this in your together. Store right yeah, now, <laughs> you
3: know. Yeah. now, you know? goes, is, is that, so is that he goes, a, a ring okay. I can put on my hat? You know, like. Am yeah. I in a museum? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <So> <laughs> next then,
4: time you should just be like, do you know who
0: I am? Yeah. Use <laughs> <laughs> that card. Oh, that card? Yes. Ooh, badass. <laughs> So uh, he, 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 he shuffles off to the warehouse, and he comes back with the box, and I'm like, oh, brilliant, this is what I want. And he goes, so, so what does this thing actually do? And I'm oh, like, great. mate, you work here. This is your job. <laughs> yeah wow. So uh, I think the I had the, the, the
1: opposite experience in the U.S. Like when we were out for, uh, for Oculus Connect, I went into a store, and they had posterage I mean, they I was really impressed. There was this Microsoft store, and they had... Um, I think it was a Microsoft store. I'll have to look back at the, the photos I took. But there was a, a Rift in the corner with a nice little homely PC. There was a Vive sitting there. No it, like dust gathering on that, clearly. But out in the shop front, and this was probably two weeks before launch... You know, Windows MR stuff all over the place. Mm. The the girl who was there talked me right through all the different headsets and the benefits, pros and cons. So there was a stark difference between the U.S. and the U.K. in terms of the sales floor. You know, mm. I mean, and unfortunately, that's the case. I think across the U.K., is there a good shop you can go to
0: to you know learn about Windows Mixed Reality? I doubt it. And this is the thing like if they had one on demo that would be different because again like we said earlier you know you really need to try it to to be believe in it right so if they had one on demo that would have made such a big difference but then i I sort of walked out with it and you know he was just like i don't even know what this thing is but i i I chose the dell over the lenovo because the dell is a slightly wider field of view i think it's like an extra five or ten degrees what color is that's the white one the white one yeah Yeah, yeah, so it looks very apple like actually in fact um, I haven't actually tried it yet. I've just literally unboxed it and did a video of the unboxing. Um, but I will be trying it later on today. Mm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the plastic exciting, off, eh? Oh my. Oh yeah. Goodness. It had that new headset smell. yeah, off the <laughs> the oh, yeah I like that. I like
5: that. Yeah, we got our Ace. I right?
3: Who
1: hands up who has tried MR at this point? One of the one of the new headsets.
5: I do mixed reality all the time has nothing to do
3: with headsets. Well, ah. I got I got a, I got got a very interesting story actually. So I I pre-ordered the Samsung uh, Odyssey, it's not available in Europe, so I will have to import it to play around with it. But yesterday I received an email from uh, Altspace, as you guys may know, Altspace has been uh, bought by Microsoft, and uh, to show my uh, dedication, or to uh, show their appreciation for what I did for Altspace, they offered me a free mixed reality headset. So I'm getting another one, I'm not sure which one it Mm -hmm. is. But uh, it's it's funny that Microsoft also uh, uh, gives them out to people yeah. to you know yep. promote it a bit more. So uh, that's that's an interesting one actually. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, it's interesting as well about the, the fact that the Samsung Odyssey you can't actually buy it in Europe. No, yeah, that's uh, no. Really weird. you can only buy it in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. So I I don't know why that maybe a is. Soft launch or something uh. like
2: that, like uh, maybe uh, to, testing mm, the waters.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, mm. all in all, right? If we take take the fact that this launched on what the seventeenth, wasn't it, Mike? Um, yeah it to me it's been a very soft landing there has not been a big splash Mm -hmm. here you know I mean I I certainly even even on reddit which usually goes crazy for this kinda stuff maybe there's a sub that I'm not part of but I've I've seen very little about it I mean the news the news agencies covered it I don't think they've done it really a huge amount of justice either. Think about this
5: the the initial VR shock like the idea of hearing about how insane VR like I think we have this bar set now of like the hype that we've gotten when the VR headsets first came out. So now that these mixed reality headsets are coming out and they're not really doing anything that's so crazy compared to the VR ones, I can see why it's not like, it's it's a niche within a niche at this point. You know, you already mm-hmm. got VR people who are the ones that are interested. Now you've got no. mixed reality, which is basically this like, subset of it for certain people within that range already that want either like a lower price or maybe like a slightly different feature so I get why it's not making a massive splash but I do agree there should be at least more people within our subsection talking about it I would say yeah
3: but yes, I, 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 mean, feel, I, I feel like uh, right now, mixed reality is just they want to test it out. They don't feel like promoting it extremely well. And that's why you don't see it that much. It's more like, hey, we got this here now. Let's see who's actually buying it without really, you know, it's more like a catch actual, to see, yeah. like to test it out a bit. That's and also it.
4: maybe, I mean, if, if you consider like all of the early adopters, like all of the people that were like, you know, really hyped for virtual reality. By now, they probably all like bought a headset, mm-hmm. a, a large part of them. and. The, the part that is still on doubt of binaries is probably waiting for, like, the killer title, which, of course, Microsoft has as well with their fabulous uh, Halo recruit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, that was sarcasm uh, for any Americans who
2: didn't get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we have wow. an Acer. We have, we have Acer that um, was sent to us, and um, we, we were going to look at it, but um, it, was like it came the first day, and everyone's like, hey, they're here. And then it was Windows Update. And so we haven't nice. tried it yet. So Perfect. we got to wait for the creators yeah. update <laughs> and then we'll have a look at it. Um, but the one that we had is uh, is 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 the blue Acer one with the kind of yeah. goggle head strap, uh, the, the right lowest right. end yeah. one. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think inside out tracking is is a, is a given. Like, I mean, I think that's the next step for most things, yeah. because not having to set up cameras is is, is like a huge. I, I think people underestimate the um, the power of convenience when it comes to any experience. And I think this takes, this takes one of those steps away, but then it also, you're still tethered. So, I mean, I don't know, I mean, we're gonna, I don't know what we, I, I don't know, I can't really say anything, but we have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. How,
4: how well does that, that uh, inside out tracking actually work? Because I've read a lot of posts about people who tried, like, you know, when they were, for example, aiming with a bow or something. Yeah, that's, when they that's gonna be head, tricky. Away. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, the thing is, so. if you have gyroscopes in there as well, I don't know if they have gyroscopic sensors or anything like that that can kind of fill in gaps or anything like that. But uh-huh. if it's just if it's just if it's just the um, the lights and the cameras are, are tracking the lights, as soon as you pull it back, as far as the headset's <laughs> concerned, if it doesn't if it can't triangulate where you were going or it doesn't have some software to try and follow you yeah. or, or imagine where you're going to go, then I think it's tricky, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: this is it's a tough.
1: Uh, this is a tough time. Like, I mean, yeah. this is one of those technology pushes that I have to ask myself why would I buy one of the one of the six or seven headsets that have been released price Mm -hmm. point doesn't seem that attractive when you consider the other options and the fact that Rift just made a permanent price point of three nine nine dollars I just I think that was the perfect parlay to say (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys we're coming back to joust hard (laughs) I mean they've been they've been pushing price just so hard over the last year I'm really surprised they've been able to achieve it. I know Vive yeah. has felt that pressure, um, mm-hmm. but, but now these guys yeah. launching into essentially a negative space when it comes to the the outlay. The curiosity mm-hmm. factor, maybe that's why they're not demoing it. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. to Mike's point, right? Like, I mean, if, if, I've, if I've still got that curiosity, I might buy in. It's kind of the reason why yeah. some developers stay away from demos because they're like, you can't just yeah. have a taster because if you have a taster, yeah. maybe that's going to be enough. No, yeah, but it's not. It's
3: not only the price; it's also the fact that Vive had its killer title, the Lab. You know, we had Oculus with First Contact and some others like yeah. the the yeah, yeah. Train. And and what does what does the mixed reality headsets have?
2: Master Chief, Halo, Recruit. Yeah. Uh,
3: no, but like there is no real like. Some people want to. Uh, spent extra on, on hardware for just really cool games, but they aren't there, so there's no reason to buy it. Mm. You know, and, and that's also one of the key factors that doesn't really help with this whole uh, mixed reality headset. Mm. I wonder if that's like, why, yes. I
4: mean, yes. sorry. <clears throat> the price point doesn't really, I mean, it, it is of course a factor into making it mass production, but they can make they can tomorrow release a headset of 900 euros, and if it's better than all the other ones, and yeah. if they have the games that will be released on it, a lot of people will still buy that even though if there are cheaper options available. I would agree no. with you. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent
5: I mean, if you had a headset that just simply outperformed every other headset, you gave like a lot of people just don't like having to think about which one they should get. If mm-hmm. you can go without having to spend like six hours racking your brain about which one of these headsets should I get, what's the little <laughs> trade-offs and all this? If if I can spend like a couple extra hundred dollars and just know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I have the headset that everyone wants, yeah. right? There's that. There's that. Apple. You're gonna get it. That's yeah, exactly. It's like everyone years. wants those Apple products. Apple versus. Microsoft, Microsoft's
1: like, you can have 16 different options of all your flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I just want the one. But but again, like, before... like, you can have one in a
3: color you don't like, but it's going to be the best. <laughs> but like, like like again, before we spoke about mixed reality, when it wasn't out yet, we already said, like, this confuses consumers. They don't really know what this exactly is. It's mm. not getting marketed in a way where everyone knows, like, like even I wasn't, like... Uh, Knowing at all what it was exactly, that's why I pre-ordered one because I need to see it for myself. But like mixed reality confuses people; people really think that mixed reality is now something different than VR. Well, you know they are just trolling around with with the whole. So I think it's it's a positive thing, but it's also like like hurting the industry a bit, especially. But I mean, just look like the news that
1: we've had recently, right? Like I mean, the 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 point of mixed reality is like this inside-out tracking. I think you know, I think it was Mark or Rowdy who made that point, but definitely a next step. For those who've tried the Crescent Bay demo as well, I mean, it's like this volume of tracking when you don't need to have base stations, when you don't need to have cameras pointed at you. Of course, that's that's where we're headed. Um, I think it's difficult for content creators because you have to ask yourself the question of, how am I getting the video feed out? But I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a channel that from a software stack, they can't ignore. I, I agree
4: with that. I agree with that, that it is a next step. But for me personally, I mean, the, the lighthouses itself are not an issue for me. I have them set up yeah. and as long as I can get a better performance with my lighthouses, I prefer to use something like that than to lose tracking occasionally or have mm. like, you know some kind of small issues. Of course, it's, if it's the same, yeah, if, they, if they can deliver the same quality as the lighthouses yeah. do, then I'm all for it. But I, I wouldn't wanna have something that is less, less, less mm. good. Best yeah, best I mean, anyone but not I on the wire?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, the thing is, they What's also the, already the have you. You know what I mean? Like, if you already have, if you already have two lighthouse stations set up, and you have the Vive, yeah, they've already got you. You're already a virtual reality enthusiast, and you already have the best, best in class tracking. And if it's not a problem for you, yeah. the experiences are outweighing the, the convenience. But I think with with um, people, it, it's almost like they're trying to find out what are the things that are stopping people from adopting. Like, what what are, what what will it take? for it to be a mass yeah. market product yeah <laughs> yeah that's a big one right yeah. but also convenience and yeah. stuff as well i was signaling know? money for yeah, those yeah, on the yeah. audio podcast it was, it was, yeah <laughs> rubbing the fingers together yeah but i i feel that's that's the kind of thing that they're experimenting with and i think by saying mixed reality it's almost like blast processing you know it's like hey this is this is something this is inside out tracking it's a different thing and and the way that they're trying to do it is that they're trying to be like the Electrolux or the you know like where the brand is actually pushing forward what what people call it or, or what the terminology is for the yeah. first timers you know yeah. I, I i just i just feel like they are not informing people well
3: enough it's like splintering when you, That's before the you bought problem, the vive you know it, it's splintering yeah, before you bought like yeah no, true yeah. and and before you bought the vive steam had like a whole uh, uh, page up you know when you were like going into steam and you got all the information like you have lighthouses that mm. track your headset in a very simple way but with this uh, uh mixed reality headset it's like a lot of people don't really know how it Mm. works because there is not really like it's also not clear who they really want to target in the first Mm. place
4: and i don't really know if price is really this much of an issue because Mm. i know tons of people that will get like uh you know spend a ton of money on getting (laughs) on getting just like the best kind of product uh as long as the content is there if they have like you know crazy kind of experience, crazy kind of games. The people will buy it. I'm wondering if Xbox One
2: is the missing link in that. You know, if you are like a Windows, Microsoft nerd and you're like, I'm into this brand, I'm into these franchises and then they go, well, by the way, boom, it's on console. Maybe maybe that's what's missing. I don't know. And then they have their PlayStation battle. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, right. I think if, if right. they did
0: that, if they did that and said, yeah, if they said like tomorrow, right, okay, just by the way, guys, all Windows mixed reality headsets will work with the Xbox One or Xbox One, uh, whatever the next one is called, then I think then they've got it. They've got the market there already, right? Brilliant. We finally know what this headset is is targeted at. Um, but right now, it's just like like Nath- Nathie said, it's just so yeah. confusing who they're marketing this at, because you're right in that convenience is, 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 is a good point, because apparent, you know, I saw someone at the show, uh, Oculus Connect, they just pulled out a laptop out of their bag, they pulled out the, the Acer headset that you've got, they plugged it in, and it was just set mm. up already. Like, yeah. you know... F- tracking worked and 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 that's great um and and that's part of the testing that i'll be looking forward to but but also like like nathan touched on was that without great content then you've got nothing you know content is key at the end of the day and uh you know that's why oculus are doing so well in my opinion right now because that's where the best content is at um so it'll be interesting Uh, to see again again it
3: depends on who you want to target if you want to uh, target like uh, younger kids or Uh, teenagers then it's like you need to have some cool games Mm. but if you want to target older people then have some great software available but right now it's a mix and there's no clear like uh, market you know what they want to do and it seems like they don't want to go full in because if i I saw like that that uh a halo recruit thing it's like do you really want to make this the best thing out Mm. there or are you just like okay yeah let's just do a little bit of that and a little bit of that you know then go full in Mm. you got you got halo then use it in your favor. They could also have gone for like a scripted experience where you see things exploding around you, whatever. But this was like yeah. one of the most disappointing things. And the rest of the titles are all things that already existed. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't really seen anything like really new that is exclusive to them in a way, you know? Microsoft have so many mm-hmm. like franchises and, and titles they can use in their favor, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they use Halo, but I, I can't call that it Halo. It's <laughs> yeah, just exactly. a, a, a shooting element. <laughs> It's
4: like Valve would make Portal without any portals or like <laughs> Left 4 Dead 3 without any zombies. Yeah, but that's
3: like that that already, like if you buy that thing and you play Halo and you already got other headsets, then you actually damage trust mm. because people are like, oh, so you tried to trap me to buy this product with this Halo thing? Yep.
0: Yep. It's it's yeah, kind of like true. a trap.
3: I see it as a trap. It's people think yeah. Halo, wow, and then you get all the websites like upload and other websites hyping it up even more with screenshots that are fake that are from the actual up Xbox the game. Time, game. Really. That's stupid, yeah. you know. That's that's so uncool. So yeah. and,
1: and they're using yeah. the wrong they're, they're you're using the wrong selling point. I think I think mixed reality is not the differentiating factor. The differentiating factor is just like the Rift had ease of setup, ease of use. It's what Mike yeah, it said. Needs. Right? You can pull this thing out, and as Mike said, I saw five or six people at Connect using it out of a box. And actually, the number of mobile dev stations with screens, like back in the DK1 days with like showing two eyes and everything, where people were just sitting up having lunch and showing somebody what they were Mm -hmm. working on, there were a lot of those. There were easily 20 or 30 of those mobile dev stations. So, to developers, Mm -hmm. it's important. And I'll tell you, like, to the audience that Nathan was mentioning, the older population, they don't want to feck about yeah. with stuff. They just want to, you know, pull it out, use it, and get on with their mm-hmm. lives. Like, the older right. you get, the less time you have. Yeah, and, like, when you, when you forget <laughs> about your console
2: or you forget about your hardware for a while and you revisit it, you have this beautiful updating process, you know, that, 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 that when you're, like, when you, when, you, when you want convenience, when you have kids and you, you put them to bed – Maybe I'm speaking from experience here. It's like, do I do I power on my PC? Yeah, right. Do I power on my PC? Do I get all hooked up and then go in, or exactly? Or do I just go click on the console and wait for a, an update and then play? <laughs> and that's also
4: that's also what explains the success of those of those consoles and explains the success basically also of Steam because Steam made everything a lot easier as well. Hmm. Eh? Just uh, you know, booting that up, installing everything in one place, yeah. and having it all ready to go. Made it and excellent maybe for hackers
1: too. I'm just going to throw that in there, Rowdy. The best backdoor ever is the fact that you have auto-patching because you patch something in and you take it out again and no
0: one, the end user never knew. knew.
1: Anyone who's gonna <laughs>
2: put
0: that in there. Yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> like, but like no, you steam. say, Rowdy though, though, Steam is is the killer mm. app right now. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not going to be available for Windows Mixed Reality platform until December. Mm. Yeah. So you know, all I would say is to the listeners that are listening now, the viewers that are watching, you know, if you're if you're interested in any way of a Windows Mixed Reality headset, I would hold fire right now. Yeah. You know, wait until December yeah, at the very least. And you know, in the next coming weeks, <laughs> you're gonna have reviews from myself and and yes. Uh, about the headset and the hardware itself because I think the hardware is interesting But right now the software is just there's it's non-existent essentially yeah. so I would hold fire and wait also quite like on the to side day.
1: I would say from the developers I've spoken to about the, the platform and right. even the shop assistant who I talked to in the US they couldn't get the thing bloody running Oh, really like really, you <laughs> yeah. know the basic demo structures uh, Like very simple stuff. I, I just think what you mentioned earlier Mike I think it's kind of very much DK one era
3: like this is development kit mm-hmm. Yeah also, yeah. quick update: there has just been released another Windows VR mixed reality headset from Fujitsu. Fujitsu, Fujitsu, who are those guys? Hadoken. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just saying. Uh, I, I, I think. I think right now. Right?
0: The Samsung one is definitely looking like the nicest one so far because it's got the uh, AMOLED display, it's got the built-in audio and the higher field of view. So, you know, if you're looking at one, that's probably going to be the one, but like we said earlier, it's not going to be available in Europe, so you're going to have to import one, which is uh, a bit weird. But just moving on from Windows Mixed Reality and touching on it a little bit, um, the guy, uh, Nibre, who made the uh, mother VR mod for Alien Isolation, Mm. he's actually working on uh, bringing... (laughs) You're going to be excited about this one, guys. Halo Recruit to... other The VR headsets, so you can actually experience this wonderful uh, uh, experience yourself. Um, but the, wow. the thing is, like Halo, Halo Recruit aside, it's interesting because what we want is this kind of a um, bit like what the Revive guys yeah, did, exactly, you know. Yeah. Where course, you can yeah. access uh, Oculus content on the Vive. Well, yeah. this is maybe going to allow you know Vive and Oculus users uh, to use content from Windows, because uh, like the Cliff House does look like an interesting concept. I know that Oculus are doing something similar themselves now with their uh, you know um, uh, what do they call it sort of um, <laughs> environments where you can completely mm, customize it yourself. You know where so the Cliff House is like that. You can put screens up everywhere. Uh, oh, so that's what we uh, have like Cliff House. So you mean the starting area in Oculus Home? Yeah, yeah. So Microsoft Windows platform have got Cliff House. You can put different screens up around your house and you can move stuff around. uh, And that's kind of your home starting environment. So I'm going to be doing videos on this uh, throughout the week. You know, I'm going to try Super Hot. I'm going to try Halo Recruit. And I'm also going to do uh, Cliff House as well. Uh, But my my, my expectations right now are pretty low. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if it can wow me in any way. Yeah. So I just want to move on then, guys, uh, to some games. So these are some uh, things that are coming out in the near future. So we got Stifled, uh, which is a PSVR title, but it's also going to be available on Steam. That looks this amazing. Is an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting title, and I wanted to talk about it in a way because it's not very often that a title just looks completely different from anything else that's currently out there. So it's a VR and mic-enabled sound-based uh, wow. stealth thriller. So that's what they kind of tout it as. Sick. Actually, and it's not. where it's, so cool. it's where basically you'll only ever you'll only actually see the sound so you're kind of blind in a way so you're wearing a VR headset but you're blind and you only actually see stuff mm. when sound is enabled so it's kind of like that uh, um, daredevil kind of thing. You know that show Daredevil where he's blind, but when things start making noises, he can kind of see the ripples in the sound and it kind of pr- projects a view of the world around him. Well, that's kind of how the game uh, looks from the trailer. And I love this kind of creativity uh, in game development. Um, and uh, I think uh, Rowdy, you actually got to try this game out. Is that right? Yep.
4: I got to try it out on the, on the PlayStation conference in, uh, in Belgium. Uh, The only shame was, and I I asked them like three or four times if they were sure that they were doing it correctly, they didn't load up uh, the VR uh, scene properly, so I was constantly looking at just a screen instead of being fully immersed in the game. But uh, that aside, uh, it's it's a really cool title. I mean, there was like a lot of noise around me, but you can actually, what you do is you calibrate in the beginning, uh, of the game, you can calibrate. You know what your background noise mm. is, and then it can discern even in like a loud environment so cool. when you are speaking or when you are. Uh, a desk. And it's not only like the sound that you make, but also when you move forward, the footsteps that you make will also make a sound. You so you if you're moving forward, you will constantly get like those kind of sound waves that like uh, portray like the environment around you. And, and the story then goes that you've indeed you've been in a car accident, and um, that uh, you, you've been rendered blind. Uh, and you, you need to echo, use echolocation to move around. But there are also like, creatures around you that will eventually try to catch you. It was only a demo that I tried, but uh, they make like, also sounds to, to try and find you. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, those are like the red sound waves that you sometimes see in the trailer. So well, it's actually it's scary too. You know it's, what's cool? Yeah, it's supposed to be a scary title. Well, I, I don't know how scary. It didn't get that scary in the demo. Uh, because oh, well. it, 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 it doesn't really make a lot of sense here because you don't know the background of the story and there was like no audio that I heard. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's, it is very audio based, uh, and that is uh, something that is really new. And that is something that I find really exciting that they're using other kinds of, uh, of yeah. technologies to, to make something more original and more interesting. Well, True. you
5: know what? What I like about that is there was actually a game that came out like last year called Perception, and that was actually for just like standard monitors, but it was the exact same game. It was basically like you were this blind person and you would like tap your cane on the ground and it would create this wave that would give you like this basic representation and then as you walked again like you said you'd have a little tiny sound ripples that would show you what's like really close to you and if you made too much noise there'd be monsters and it was like a horror game and it was amazing and I played it using Vorpex so I was it was like a half Mm. VR experience but what what I think is amazing is that they're actually integrating your real sound as opposed to just like hitting spacebar and you have this sound wave go out you can actually make the sound that you want to like you know, be in this cat and mouse game between a monster and you, or something, as well as oh, um, being able Come to on. actually like walk around and like be standing up. I think, and, and that was the thing that drove me to trying to play that game in Vorpex in the first place. Was I just loved the idea of being this blind person trying to like evade monsters using sound i, I just love love that so and, much i would love and to and play it and apparently
4: there are other titles as well coming because i saw in the chat that uh, eric hartley said that uh, blind is by an australian developer uh surprise attack games and it's a bit less of a horror
3: title right so games. it's also
4: it's also using like uh, similar technologies i guess than, uh, than that no that's really cool uh, like, I think like audio wise,
1: very quickly yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. audio wise there are so many possibilities man like Bubbles and stuff like when I was still having my like Nintendo DS, you know, I was like blowing into the microphone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> balloons and stuff. Oh, like god, that, so. those titles!
1: <laughs> yeah, there so, uh, was a really good one actually. Have you guys ever done the um, the YouTube uh, there's YouTube clips somewhere? I think it's a video from the 90s or something, which is the virtual oh, yeah. barber experience.
2: Yeah, got I've the stereo, done, yeah, and that feels really yeah. good. There was a game
1: that was released for I think it was Android and iOS, but it was a mobile um experience where you were just listening. To the sound, yeah. and your enemies were only zombie spatially around you. So you needed to have two working years. There were no visuals other than like a GUI. Um, it was Papa mm. Sombre, I think is what it was called. I, I tried it. It was difficult to do. So when I was reading the tagline for uh, for this title, I was thinking, oh God, I hope it's not just no visuals. But I like what they've done with the ripple mm. effect. I think it works really yeah. well.
4: Yeah, exactly. yeah it's, it's, it's funny because of, of that you're like being hunted in a way i, I kind of like mm. that that like you, you you can't make too much noise yeah uh, because uh, then you you'll get caught that I'm... makes it that makes it something very unique it sounds actually. very like
3: like evolved in a way
4: yeah, yeah.
3: i'm
1: nervous yeah. i make a lot of noise when i'm scared so uh, <laughs> this is not going to go well for me all right <laughs> well,
3: so, well that's my... the, the best way a, a little bit on like... the side
4: here a That's little bit on the side here, Sweet Viver just said that uh, PyMax just announced the look of their upcoming controllers. And they okay. are looking similar to the valve knuckles, and he's gonna okay. he's gonna provide us with a screenshot later on. So that might that be one. might be nice to pick up on that. Yeah, we can. You know, uh, just something
5: like to base off of what Zim was saying is like, uh, you know, when you are scared, you know, and you're breathing hard, and you you're like making this unconscious sound. Like fighting against that is one of the coolest mm. ideas in my mind. Like especially for a horror game, if some that big means. jump scare just happened, and you're like trying to contain yourself, and you like the only way you survive this encounter is if you can be quiet enough. Like that is such a cool idea. And it's one of the whole yeah. like reasons why VR is so insane, right? Because there's no other game that like you can just do that much and mm-hmm. like make it that immersive, especially if it's right in front of you. Some monsters right there, your only hope. It's just a really be quiet. interesting input. It's going to be did uh, Alien
1: Isolation. Different? Bro, did did Alien Isolation have audio detection? Oh, I can't remember if their AI actually listened. If you're in a locker really? and the yeah, Xenomorph alien is running by. It did. I remember yeah, did. situations
4: absolutely or like um, you're under a hospital gurney and you're like <laughs> You know, just like, please, no. (laughs) (laughs) And also, other games are using that as well, eh? like audio detection. For example, I noticed in Artica 1, that if you if you're in like a cold zone and you speak
2: oh, you see like so a cool. little yeah yeah i noticed that coming from that's your, cool. that is such a nice addition it adds so and adds and, and,
3: and the best experience gary the gull, where you can speak to a seagull <laughs> and become friends <laughs> it's, it, no it's great like that's one where it's you are so actually fun. a part of a small little movie where you're like hey gary what's up man he's like yeah mm-hmm. i'm doing fine it's I'm like what's good what's good i the I'm point goal. that it's kind of like stripped it, but it, it's I felt also like untethered as well. A
2: yeah, but Audio, is, um, it's like you said, untethered, which is like <laughs> yeah. done by the developers of that Dragon Cancer. Where you're in a radio radio show setting, and, ah. and you're actually saying stuff and like interacting. And, if, and the developer was telling me that like the second episode, what you recorded on the radio comes across on the radio station in the truck that you're driving in the next in the next chapter, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is cool.
2: Yeah, you're right. But
0: yeah, you're right. Zim, Alien Isolation did have that feature where if you're in a, a locker, know you know, you had to you had to wow. be quiet. Yeah, it would it would pick up your mic if you had a mic attached. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh. Oh. That's
1: why it kept getting me because the AI in that game was evil. Because like you'd oh, you'd be God. there hiding, and then yeah. the thing would go away from you. You'd be like, oh, thank God, you know, <laughs> and then it would yeah. just come charging back and just like oh, stab no. you with its tail. Th- like that, that was nuts. That was uh, because no, no, you no, said, no. oh, thank god, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. oh, oh really wow, I'm that. so <laughs> glad that's so <laughs> <wow>.
0: <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Or, or maybe it wasn't the noise from your mouth. Zen. You were just so scared. Yeah. That thank you. From yes, else. That, <laughs> it, it <laughs> smelled <laughs> <like>. your location. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that would Dude, be awesome.
3: That game was like legit scary. Yeah, It was, yeah. Uh,
1: so, for uh, the record, I've only back. ever had that issue happen once on a scary <laughs> game, so we're not going to
0: go there. Yeah, that's because you wear adult diapers from there on out. So it's, yeah, it's easy Peasy peasy,
4: gotta be um, safe.
0: So- so yeah, going back to Stifled, um, it was supposed to be coming out to PSVR and Steam on the thirteenth of December, but uh, the devs just posted something on their Steam page that they're really working hard to make sure it's like a really polished game. So I think it's going to be delayed to t- two thousand and eighteen, uh, but we'll find out more in the next coming weeks. But uh, it's VR just a game? title that I'm really intrigued about, and I'm just glad that we could talk about it because I think you know titles like this uh, really stand out, uh, you know, yep. in, in the VR uh, world right now. Uh, so moving on to other interesting experiences, uh, I got to oh, try yeah. out Sonic VR uh, <laughs> this this week. I tried Has it. Has anyone else tried this yeah. I yet? Yeah, it was awesome. You tried it. What, Rowdy? You didn't yeah. try yeah. it. Yeah. What? I know. Fastest man, I, YouTuber
3: I, I, alive I, I, didn't play it. I, I what? I, I, still oh.
0: have
4: to, I still have a plan. Yeah, I still have it on my on my planning schedule. Yeah. Not gonna touch it's it. it's gonna happen.
0: I would Did recommend you, like it you try it as him. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like uh, it's it's crazy, right? So this guy called Nimzo, he's the guy that made this. He's made some some other uh, applications as well and he integrates this locomotion that he's kind of invented in a way called walko motion so he's done it with a Mario experience and now he's done it obviously with Sonic where you kind of actually have to move on the spot like this to, to move your character through the world and then if you want to jump you actually have to hold the A button and jump as well so it is literally like being in Sonic, the first level of Sonic uh, so it's got that nostalgia value as well but I was just kind of going crazy, I was just like moving, swinging my arms around and like go, gunning it and he, he he kind of he said in the comments he goes dude you don't have to go so crazy but i was like oh i was just so like into it i couldn't help myself but like jumping up and like collecting those rings and and then there was a section where it had like a loop the loop like from the original game so I was kind of running up it and I was like going, oh my God, oh my God, this is feeling so weird. And like you actually do like a loop to loop. And I, I would just say, if you're gonna try it out, just be just be warned that it is pretty intense. Uh, you know, yeah. like Zim, you know, you just gotta be a bit careful because it might make you feel a bit rough, um, but just take breaks and you know, kind of take it a bit slow and as plus you And plus you,
3: you move a lot in your yeah. room too. So you, you walk in one
0: place, but then after a while you start to actually go forward and
3: then, you're yeah. like, oh, hey, that's a wall, <laughs> hello. Yeah, that's right.
0: Especially when I was doing the loop, the loop, I could feel myself like leaning forwards more and more. (laughs) So you just got to be careful; you're not gonna face plant and. Yeah. I remember... If you capture it on film, at least it will be a viral video, but just be careful. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, funny,
3: I, it's funny, when I had to record it, I was like going out of my face cam all the time. So I put like a blanket on the floor and I taped it. So I was like standing on, so I could feel like I was standing on that part, but I was like going away from it all the time because, because you get so excited when you play it. It's a good workout. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It might, it might so be he's...
4: interesting to hear what, what Zim has to say about it because it looks like he tried it as well. Uh, but he I didn't didn't. try it I
1: saw it and I said this okay so I I think I wasn't aware that there was a special Mm. locomotion feature in there okay looking at it I I in my eyes I just like said I'm skipping this because I've (laughs) seen things like this again back in the DK two days and every so often somebody tries to hack together like an old experience that's kind of an homage that just doesn't work and falls apart and really you know, it's kind of like you're trying to say this is a this is a great cool thing that we can do. I, I appreciate what the developers are trying to do with the with the with the locomotion, and I will give it a shot actually now now that I know that there's something technically a little bit different to it. Um, do, but when I first saw the video, was, I was like, that's so not for me. But yeah. you I can you see why those, Mike those... you had a bit of a blast with it. So now I'm kind of curious. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember he... seeing
4: those videos on Reddit with like the different locomotion options? There was this guy that was exploring <sighs> all of them. Yeah, I th- I think that's the same guy, you know, that is uh, that is doing this since he has yeah. like a, a a range of locomotion options that mm-hmm. he has been uh, trying to perfect for uh, for quite a while. I think he was in yeah. the chat last time as well, but yeah. uh, he, right. s- he seems to have a really really good idea on like, and like and, and is doing a lot of tests mm-hmm. on like what works and what doesn't. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it might actually be uh, something. i I'm, I'm still planning to try it out myself, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the guy uh, is called Nimzo. Uh, he, like you say, he does hang out in the chat uh, on this show sometimes and, and likes to sort of drop in every now and again. If you want to check out his website and uh, download some of these applications, you can do. It's uh, nimzony.itch.io <laughs> and that's where his uh, applications are, and you can download them. He literally just posted a video on his YouTube channel of uh, a motion locomotion that he's implemented into a Halo VR game as well. Yeah. So uh, it's very, very interesting. Nimzo? Uh, so that's n-i-m-s-o-n-y dot itch dot yeah. io is his right, website. Yeah, thanks. If someone can post a link in the description or in the
3: chat, that would be nice. Um, but yeah. uh, I got like a, a screenshot from Survivor, fresh Fresh screenshot of the controllers, and they look very similar to the SteamVR uh, controllers indeed. So let me show that on screen if I can. Sure. So here we go. Uh, sorry about this weird way of... Okay, here we go. So <laughs> I'm not moving it into the screen. So mm-hmm. if you want to have a quick look, then this is like oh. the Pimax controllers. Uh, highly interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Those are that those are so knuckles it's... with
1: angular deformities attached to them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah pretty much.
1: That's a trackpad, isn't it? It's a little small on my screen.
2: Yeah.
4: It is a trackpad. It says trackpad yeah. and trigger, a middle finger button, ring finger cap sense, and pinky finger cap sense. So there's actually one. Mm-hmm two, and I guess those are buttons as well, three, four buttons. Four buttons and a trackpad. What do you guys I think
1: know. of the Knuckles controllers? Have any of you tried them? No,
3: but we did speak to the Cloud Hat developers about it and it uh, was very interesting. Very interesting yeah. indeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so going back uh, to yeah. uh, Sonic very quickly, Mark, uh, you said you got to try it out as well. What were your thoughts on this yeah. one?
2: Yeah. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I don't get really sick from VR, so a lot of experiences like um, that I tried out early on. I think Metroid Prime, like with the GameCube emulator, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. my stomach could handle that, so I was very lucky. And with with Sonic, it was fine for me. I, I was running around and looking like a turtle dick, but <laughs> I was having a lot of fun. So it was awesome. And then other people were like, yeah, let's give it a go, but. Um, Hannah, a 3D artist, tried it, and Karsten, who's super sensitive to motion sickness, which is great to have on your team, you know, <laughs> to great, have someone yeah. that that can actually be your barometer, you know, when you're getting a bit into puke zone. Yeah, but, um, 100%. yeah, but I thought was cool. I, I think there was some some clever ways that he represented the um, the spin dash attack by kind of blurring the the, the feet in front of you and yeah. stuff, you know. And I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was really neat. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's a, like a tech demo, right? But like, where do you where do you draw the line on polish and, um, and making it look nice? And he really kind of pushed it out past, here's the concept that was, it, it looks nice. And the music is very, uh, it's very close to Green Hill Zone, but not quite there, which is something from, like, I appreciate as someone who makes music, is like, you're almost there, but you're yeah. completely clear, you know? And, you know, it, it put a smile on my face. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely
0: for for a, for a one man band, you know, he's he's really uh, doing oh, yeah. some real hard work there and uh yeah, you know, I just want to sort of say if he if he is watching or listening that we all really appreciate it and uh, we enjoy your little experiences and keep keep going mate. Indeed. Um, so moving on uh finally obviously to talk about uh Mark's game uh, which is uh, elevated to the moon. Uh, It was funny because this is kind of an interesting story. I was at Oculus Connect and I was going through the press area and trying different demos and stuff. And this guy, uh, Tom, who's a a really nice guy as well, he was like, uh, Mm. oh, do you want to try out this Gear VR game? I was like, nope. (laughs) Because a bit like... (laughs) A bit like Zim, I was like, you know, Gear VR is a bit of a step back for me and I'm not interested mm. in checking out any Gear VR titles. But then he goes, oh, uh, it's uh, Elevated to the Moon. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I watched a trailer for this one and <laughs> this one looks pretty interesting. So yeah, trailer, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make an exception <laughs> for, uh, for this game because uh, mm. the, the trailer is kind of fun. You know, it's got a guy in a
2: space suit and, uh, you know, in oh, the lift. And you, you, yeah. you
0: actually feature in that trailer as well, which is, yeah, which is this,
2: funny. Yeah, my, that's my lift. At yeah. my house. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, where my apartment is. We had like a week <laughs> left, and and I I had like no, I had no creativity left. I I, I was just completely blank from like making the game and and, yeah. and stuff like that. And Carson said, I'm gonna rent a spacesuit and we we'll use it for the trailer. I was like, okay, and then it all just kind of came together, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, it, it all it, it worked. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna find a spacesuit online and we'll rent it. Tick, <laughs> yeah. tick, here it is. D- just for <laughs> in case you would like to g- spend like the weekend
4: on Mars or something, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, to right. Mars, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and um, and uh, Fred had some really good ideas about like cutting the trailer together because I was just like, like, cause I cut the first trailer, the obey disobey and and wrote the music and put that all together. I had a very clear vision of what I wanted to do, which is kind of annoy and kind of kind of make a very aggressive trailer, you know. But I wanted something a bit more soft for this one, and, and Fred just knocked it out of the park because like, yeah, I just said try this and, and eat it there a little bit, but very hands-off and he did an amazing job, so yeah. It was yeah, cool. no,
0: I, I like the trailer because I, I actually watched the trailer at the airport as I was just about to fly out to California, <laughs> yeah, and nice. uh, I was like, this looks this looks pretty interesting. So that's kind of why I said to him, yeah, I'll check out the game, and then I checked it out on Gear VR and, and liked it. Um, and then we kind of ended up getting chatting and, and obviously, you know, pretty much yeah. all of us have played the game this week. Uh, I've played it, Rowdy played it, Nathie played it, uh, and we all had a ton of fun with the game. Cool. Um, Thanks. but it's, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, obviously you, you work for, for Rocket, right? And they're, um, predominantly a hardware, uh, manufacturer. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, you've got headsets, mice, keyboards. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's probably an interesting story about how you ended up making uh, a VR game, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was manager of product research and, um, we had another title we're working on and um the one of the guys from that title like two of them or so they wanted to know what vr is about so i showed them a few games and um and then i was like yeah i had this idea for a cardboard game where you would um i was just like with the limitations of cardboard like what could you do creatively to make a good game and i thought well a point and click adventure game would be cool and if it was in an elevator you could change the puzzles as you go further into the sky because you've got gravity you've got like interacting with the earth down below from a, from a great height, and a lot of things like that. And then I said, yeah, well, here's my dumb idea, and, and, um, and with this voice that, I, that that my wife hates, <laughs> I showed, <laughs> him, yeah, with Carson, and um, he thought it was amazing, and then we asked our CEO, he said, can you do it in two weeks? And we did it in three weeks, and then we submitted wow. it to the store. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, one, level. Oh, wait, wait, one wait, 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 wait. Mark, three weeks. you're the president? no <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, he's no. a very expensive it, person that it's, I it's weird do that. it's yeah. it's so weird like <laughs> like since he started talking here in the podcast he, so sounds, we have no choice, right? he sounds
3: right he sounds exactly like like you sound like a president even if you speak in a normal tone like i well, i have a feeling he, he's gonna be angry soon in a way yeah.
4: you know? <laughs> i, I suggest i suggest you use this voice for the remainder of this podcast but <laughs> <laughs> well, what we were gonna do is like <laughs> no
2: so no, what happened was um, we 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 ended up we we put it in the store and then I was I was sick for for many months and then when I came back we were going to kickstart it but then I thought well let's just ask Oculus what should we do with it and they loved the demo and they'd been talking I, I found out OC4 they were like the Gear VR team was like the Rift team hey check out this game blah 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 and then it, then we signed it to a full title and um, and then when we were going to have our first call with our dev relations officer I thought it'd be really funny was like ding ding we call them it's just like hey hey oculus man i'm really glad you like this game and they just thought this was my normal voice and i just talked the entire (laughs) thing like that but i was like no 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 i can't be so mean you know but yeah yeah but with a three three person team i do the voices of um rockmeyer vita and spoiler alert norman and our pr one of our pr people she's the voice of the elevator she's a french english person she's like please enjoy this elevating experience and so yeah like with three people and one tech artist and one beta test one um, beta test wrangler yeah we put it together in 10 months and wanted to do something for gear vr that was that had a scope beyond what people expect from a gear vr game you know yeah. So, yeah, yeah and different yeah. control methods and stuff like that. So it's been awesome. And that's the thing, like, fun, yeah.
0: uh, you know, I, I used to play uh, point-and-click adventures uh, back in the day, you know, like Monkey Island yeah. and games like that. They kind of had this yeah, yeah, totally,
2: th- <laughs> point-and-click adventures, but,
0: <laughs> yeah, but it had, like, a really nice art style. It had humor. And that's kind of what this reminded me of, because, it, you know, the art style is very colorful. Mm. It's got this, like, real uh, humor throughout the whole uh, game. And it is actually point-and-click in that sense, isn't it? You know, you've kind of got this little, like... Uh, Pixelated cursor that you can just put over stuff yeah. uh, a, and kind of interact with the world around you. Mm. Um, so, what kind of made you choose that style over something like a job simulator, for example, where it's a bit more sort of grabbing? Was it the limitations of Gear VR that yeah. kind
2: of force you down that route? Okay. Well, we, 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 we started with a nice, we started with a, um, with like a, we wanted to support all control methods and we wanted to be able to support touch. We wanted to be able to support, um, Gamepad, and we wanted to be able to support Oculus Remote and the swipey Doodle, and the well everything that's that's on VR right now for those platforms. And so we, the, with a point and click, we could we could find somewhere in between that if you picked up a item that uses more fidelity, like the welding equipment, you can hold the welding mask in front of your face, and you can still weld. So you still get that vibe, and you could still have a distance grab to grab things. Since in the elevator in Gear VR, you can't walk, but we're doing VIVE experiments right now so we're actually porting right now to VIVE Announcement. Whoa. <laughs> hey. I Sorry. was the first
3: one to test it on the VIVE. Yeah I it's know fine. right. Thank
2: yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Nathan. And like your hand feedback was really good it was something we were, we've been thinking about because throughout yeah. development it's like do we bring hands in right now like halfway through or do we keep it point and click and just message that so it's it's been kind of this back and forth but um with the vibe version we have like a option now where you can actually just pick things up hit buttons and you also have the distance grab if your tracking area is small because we kind of also didn't want to alienate like this huge group that don't have like a room scale setup that only have a small small sort of play play area as well so we wanted something that that fits both but um yeah it's really fun to walk around the elevator it's actually like two meters almost like two meters by two meters, so you can just actually walk around <laughs> wow. the elevators. Just the cupboards nice. are a bit hard to reach, but you can still grab stuff and pick them up, and yeah, so mm. we're working on that now, yeah. So, <laughs> so
0: what was your main sort of inspiration for the game? Like, what made you come up with this concept? Because it's kind of a wacky one.
2: Oh yeah, um, well, we thought, well, what if it was the, like, like this was when um, John Key was Prime Minister of New Zealand, and he wanted to make a new flag and no one wanted this flag and we and i thought well like what if it was a president that wanted wanted something impractical and then from there and this this was ye- this was years before certain people came into power just to clear that up and yeah, it, yeah, it was so fortuitous it was like no no like as we were <laughs> developing it was like that's too ridiculous you know and the parallels kind of came together as we we're going forward but it was never intended you know but um, in, in terms of the idea, yeah, it was just like, like having that claustrophobic pressure of someone yelling at you, like trying to tell you how to park or like, you know what I mean? These these moments in yeah. life where you've got a backseat driver that's hmm. telling you what to do and, and getting quite heated. And the original elevator was very wide. And I said to Carson, no, like, we need to pull everything in and make it kind of claustrophobic so that when the yeah. motor falls down, it's on fire, you freak out and you know, yeah, so.
0: yeah. Yeah, some of the sections when you're actually, um, you know, in, in the sky, you know, in, in the clouds are going past and you can see planes in the background, mm. it's just such a really nice experience. You know, you almost just want to stand there and just look out the window for a little while and enjoy the view. Yeah, it um, was amazing, yeah. yeah. it's, 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 it's so actually um, is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, view out. is good. That got me. The second yeah. I was up in the view area, yeah. I
1: was like, "Yeah, this is uh this is nice." It kind of reminded me of being like in Perfect VR, one of those titles
2: where you're just in it to
1: relax. Yeah, and then mean, of course we, the you know the engine comes out and back. Like, well, <laughs> <is> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's subverting
2: anymore. expectations. Like I think um, that's the biggest thing about this game is hopefully we subvert expectations the whole time. I mean, there's, I mean, you weld a lot. Sure, you sure, you push the go button. A lot of times, which is our, like it's just like a running gab, press the go button or press the go button, you know, like <laughs> keep pressing that go button to keep going, and of course something's going to go wrong, but we try to make it unique in each step that so you're not completely doing the same thing each each time you know because the variety of content yeah. I think is also a way to keep you distracted and immersed hopefully that you're that you're doing a lot of different things,
0: yeah', yeah. Cause there's tons of secrets in this game as well, isn't there, or different paths that you can take, yeah in terms of. You know, you could do things in a certain way or you could do it differently the next time you play it. So there's some variety in that sense.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, watching everyone play through, there's a bunch of stuff people haven't found in terms of, like, ways to make him mad oh, or, cool. or like, I, I think the first person pulled the party button early. Like, we have this party lever that so says, do not pull it on the moon and... Um, I saw the first YouTuber try and pull it again because we're like, yeah, it doesn't work at the beginning, but actually, you'll see a, a green blinking button, and you're like, okay, well now you can pull it. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that was that's been really rewarding is just seeing like some people. I think it was you, um, Rowdy. You just threw you just threw the explosive, right? At the at the barrels, or did you attach it to the hook? Because you're supposed to, you could I, attach
4: I, no, the hook. I, I did. I did attach it to the hook. oh you were yeah, one of the I ones did, that attached it to
2: the hook. Yeah, some. Yeah. I, some I, I think I, think was I it did. I, think I, did. I, I threw it at. Yeah, at it was Nathy so. that threw it at the barrels, which also works. You know, yeah. 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 So there's oh, there's, cool. there's different ways, and he also sees different things. He also is, is randomized a lot, so you'll get a lot of um you get a lot of clips just 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 randomly, which has helped with development. <laughs> Because when you've heard that voice for 10 months straight. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, And then he'll say something yeah. that I forgot that I recorded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's like, I'll laugh and I go, okay, good, good. We're, <laughs> he's still funny sometimes <laughs> in small doses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the
0: interesting thing is with this title is that it launched on Gear VR and Oculus Rift at the same time. Yeah. So like, it'd be interesting to understand in a way what the challenge is in terms of developing a game on both platforms. Do you have to sort of develop them both at the same time side by side or can you kind of develop for one and it kind of ports over to the other?
2: I mean, Gear VR is ba- is really tricky because basically you have a thing that, that heats up quite a lot and it, to optimize for that is very difficult. So we have a very low poly aesthetic, which is part of the the charm, I say. <laughs> like, I mean, we, tried, yeah. we We actually tried, there's actually no lighting in the Gear VR version, but you wouldn't be able to tell because we use, oh, this is very technical, but we use material changes and a vignette effect so that certain sides of polygons will look like they're lit, lit up from different angles. And um, that's why the Gear VR version can kind of hold its own. But then when we went to Rift, we're like, well, with this low poly aesthetic, what can we do that people never do in VR? And that's real time lighting. Yeah. So with, with low polys, we can go, okay, well, let's just put lights in here. And then we were like having frame, frame trouble because, like, okay, too many lights. <laughs> we're still rendering <laughs> two things, wow. two screens at 90 frames per second. Like, don't get carried away. And then we pulled it back. But with the real-time lighting, like, there's, there's certain moments in the game where you, like when the, when the blinds open and you see the clouds, we can completely change the atmosphere. And we've tried to do that like once, like twice per episode. Like you'll have almost like two mini chapters per episode. Especially in the second one, where the sun sets out, and then the quiz happens, and you've got the the buzzing of the TV. Then it opens up, and it's night time, and the shooting stars, and then you have to blow everything up. But. <laughs> So, yeah, the, yeah. the
4: quiz is brilliant. The quiz is brilliant. <laughs> I had so Thanks. much fun in that one. I mean, I, I haven't released that video yet, but I had I, I, I answered sometimes the question wrong just to like, you know, get just the to hear what he would say. Over again. It's so it's so oh, well thank done. you.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that idea yeah. came very early on. It was like um you have this AI and it's like, well, we want the player to feel like um a spoiler alert a little bit here, but we want the player to feel like he has cheated this, this super brain, you know. And he's done it in a way yeah. that you can't out like he's sure he's the smartest AI on the planet. But you're a person next to him, and it was actually inspired by um, oh my, that, I, I can't say an ending of a game, an ending of a specific game, which was inspired by a movie I found out, and that's kind of where the idea came from, making the AI oh. dumber. Which is but but, no. but a lot of German mind blowing. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of German like beta <laughs> testers that were just like, no, I must do this the right way. I must answer all the questions correctly. <laughs> I was like, when are they gonna know that it's impossible? because like, then we were like, okay, let's make a binary portion of the quiz. So I just recorded zero one zero zero one zero zero, and then we randomised it. So it's like, okay, are you gonna really try and answer a binary quiz or? Are you going to start thinking outside the square a little bit? But yeah, by then, most people try new things. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So did you say like uh, it it was sort of developed on gear vr predominantly oh, sorry, and then kind of ported to question. rift or was it the other <laughs> way around no no that's no, fine no it's interesting to hear yeah. like the the other elements but it's just interesting because like uh, there are some gear vr games out there that i'd probably like to come to rift but what i'd kind of like to understand is is it is it a, a, you know a difficult process in terms of you have to literally build the game again in the Rift in you know uh platform or is it like kind of something that you can port assets across it, you,
2: you develop them at the same time so what we did is we had a pc version running without all the bells and whistles. So we had we had the materials, we had the environment and we would have the control methods. So we could because what would happen is since we were developing with six different control schemes in mind, we even just had like a room which has all the items in it. And since our development cycle was so tight, we don't we couldn't spend five months on picking things up or getting fidelity. So we have ways that things lock to for different for different control schemes. So if you're on gear VR, you touch it, it's 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 kind of like hovering in your view. If you are on on uh, Rift, you pick it up and it's in your hand, and then there's another one if you use the controller. So, Carson's a bit of a genius, and uh, like he, the, the way that he's kind of made all of these things work together is is really amazing, and I still am amazed how he does it. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah. So we at so, the so same I'm, time. I'm, I'm wondering actually. Sorry.
3: I'm wondering actually, like. Um, uh, what is where's the player base exactly with your game like is it on on the gear vr or is it on on uh, oculus home mm. of course you're not going to give the numbers i understand <laughs> but um, yeah sure like i'm wondering because it, like i feel like on gear vr it's getting promoted a little better compared mm. to uh oculus home sometimes it's kind of like hidden and you need mm. to like search for it so yeah i would love to know
2: no i i think in terms of i don't think we're doing anything specifically like in one way or the other like us ourselves but i think in terms of like hmm, i don't know like like in the way that it's it's perceived maybe is more of a gear vr game in terms of in terms of 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 its ambition for the platform you know what i mean like in terms of delivering Hmm. something that has this kind of i expect you to die or or or, i don't know like job simulatory feel especially with the gear vr remote you know i think a lot of a lot of people when they bought that 3 off controller with Gear VR, they they were expecting an experience like that, and hopefully we can kind of fill that for them, you know, because you want to try and do stuff like this, especially if you can't afford these bigger headsets, or you happen to have a Samsung phone, yeah. you know, I, I feel that's kind of where the, the strength is, but um, luckily the... Well, I played it on both, yeah. actually, oh, Mark, cool.
1: and uh, I, found, I found the Gear um, control scheme was ultra-intuitive. Mm. Oh, um, so it was, like, the second I sat with it, it was like I knew how to pick stuff up. Yeah. I found probably, like, 10 seconds of, like, how am I to do this on, on Oculus Touch? But then once I got it, it was fine. Yeah, And I'd say the visuals of the game really shine on desktop. So if, if you're oh, a person thanks. like me and you had the capability to do both, it doesn't feel like a Gear VR port. It doesn't feel like yeah, a, this is a really really big It's a really big compliment. Like, it really doesn't. It really yeah. doesn't. Um, and the thing that you mentioned, which was niggling me, was... The lighting change. I want to go back now and try that again because I noticed something special about when the windows opened. Yeah, yeah, and true. I didn't know what it was. And now that you've mentioned that there's technicalities behind it, mm. um, I felt that flavor is what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, that was that was a cool moment. Oh, that's great. So,
2: I mean, um, Hannah will be super... You answered why maybe I had that cool moment. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain, you know. But no, I... I <laughs> I mean, for, for me, it's like um, it's been more than 10 months. Mu- I mean, 10 months straight development, but the idea has been brewing for like two years before that. And it's crazy because you get too close to what you create, you know, and, and just before it comes out, you think I'm sick of it. I don't know anymore. And you get super kind of over it, you know. But then when, when when I see guys like you playing it and, 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 and laughing and having fun and, and kind of losing yourself in the silliness of it, you know, that, that, that means a lot to us, you know, and, and we've been addicted to like yeah. reviews and like like watching how they're doing it, you know, how they're gonna tackle this problem, and it's been really great. Yeah, it's been super fantastic.
4: We we got a we got a question from the chat as well uh, to you, Mark. Oh, uh hello. Has have, has developing Elevator to the Moon gave you any ideas for your next big game, or do they plan big to game. add more to the
2: game? <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's two there's two kind of branches going on. There's people that want more elevator, and there's also there's also the feeling of um, of doing something completely different. And we have some ideas that we're working on right now that we want to do. But um, when we talk to uh, to trusted people that we can talk to about these things, they laugh like they did with elevator, which is a really nice nice sort of feeling. So it'll be absurd. Don't worry. It's mm. <laughs> the answer. And, and 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 the next, I have a bunch of other ideas, like, but I, I, I like, there's something you may, this might be a bit of a spoiler, but in terms of, like, locomotion is something I'm really interested in, and the other thing I'm interested in is, like, identity in, in VR, because you assume that you're yourself in VR, you know, automatically, yeah. if no one tells you who you are, and...
4: It's, it's funny that yeah. you mentioned that, because we had a really nice discussion about that last time uh, with Cloudhead Games, mm. where they chose oh, yeah. the name of the character was really to be uh, both male and female. Because mm. uh, so I, never, I never even considered the fact that uh, I could have been, uh, been a woman, just mm. because it felt <laughs> yeah. like I felt was, like was, I was playing, I was doing all of this. Mm. Uh, so that's something that's very interesting in VR and the yeah. identity. Mm. And also yeah. a follow-up we received, uh, are you planning on releasing to other uh, standalone headsets, like the Oculus standalone? Uh, and uh, next-gen mobile VR. I don't know what that means, next-gen mobile VR.
2: So we have uh, nothing to announce at this moment, but if you stay tuned, maybe we'll have something in the future that's very exciting. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. we, we, we could safely say that, that a Gear VR to go port is a very easy port to make, but we have nothing to announce at this time. But the technology is exciting for me. I mean, it's exci- I mean, we talked about it for like a good few minutes just before all of us, and I, I, I really... I mean, there's people, I talk to an Oculus that have, um, you know, engineers that, that work on this stuff and they are very excited. And this is a really good sign. Like if you have, if you're, and know from a hardware company, if you have people inside the company excited about what, what's going on, then you kind of know you're onto a, a bit of a winner, you know? Like if someone tries something out or you have a new, like even the way a keyboard can look or a concept sketch, you're like, oh man, this 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 feels really good, you know? and and the, the oculus are genuinely really excited about it and and i am too so it would be really cool to see elevator or, or whatever on on these other things you know that would be really exciting yeah yeah nice cool
0: yeah i definitely want to see more elevator <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I just want another episode because like you know i i played the, the game pretty much in, in one sitting because i just couldn't stop playing oh, so i just cool. just wanted to know what happened yeah. Uh, and at the end, you know, I felt I felt satisfied with the game because mm. uh, you know I, had it, I thought it like wrapped everything up quite nicely. But, uh, but yeah, which end? More, so. Which
2: end did you play, Michael? Oh, I. I well, don't say, both, don't say, actually. don't say. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I've only gotten through the, the, the first the two the bits. The okay, okay, cool, cool. I've not done the other second okay. two bits, so. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, before you. Mum's the word.
0: So, yeah, what So what I would do <laughs> so, is, you know, I just want to sort of sh- say to the viewers and the listeners out there, you know, if you want to check out Elevator to the Moon Out, it's available on Gear VR and Oculus Rift. You can check it out on the Oculus Store. Uh, it's a really nice game, and, uh, you know, it's a point-and-click adventure, and you'll have a lot of fun with it, so I totally recommend checking it out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've sort of gone on for a sort of like an hour and 20 minutes now, and I'm um, sort of fairly conscious of not going too crazy. We went completely nuts last episode. and uh, <laughs> We had some feedback about that, so... Uh, So what I want to do is just want to put it out to the chat just to ask uh, any questions you've got uh, now and then we can kind of put it out, whether that be for us or Mark. uh, But I would take your opportunity to chat to Mark uh, and uh, then we can kind of wrap the show up from there. I really like the helicopter song, by the
2: way. Sorry, sorry, what? I I like the helicopter song. Oh, yeah, that's my old band. That's me singing. (laughs) Helicopter in in the sky, sky too high to feel my pain. I wrote that song you with write. my best friend after a breakup and we were, in, we, were in, wow. we were in Wellington and we were looking at the helicopters going it's on and we, we thought what's the dumbest metaphor for having a broken heart and that's where helicopter in the sky came from. I, I was going to write it's the it's lyrics for you like in, in the, in the YouTube video. <laughs> we like a sing-along. Yeah, the,
3: it's it's kind of stupid. Like like the the game seems to be kind of like meaningless in a way. It's very silly, <laughs> but everything has a meaning for some reason. Yeah, t- yeah,
2: totally. I mean, that's the idea is that you these these different layers. You know, like after we yeah. finished, it was like like sure you can play through and it's a silly, funny experience. But there's other things going on. Like 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 there's there's uh, I can't spoil stuff. But, but definitely, yeah.
0: no, you're definitely right. Yeah. There is undertones of other stuff going yeah. on in this game. And and, and subverting yeah, expectations. Yeah, I, I picked up on that. Yeah,
2: I mean. Yeah, we we all got drunk like when we finished development and went gold, and we were like, and we, we just sounded like stoners like talking to each other. Hey man, like did you notice that such and such happened with him? It's like yeah, man, like that could mean this <laughs> and the true meaning of. It's like come on, it's <laughs> it's it's an AI that yeah. sounds like if David Bowie and like Max Headroom had a baby, you know, like <laughs> it's silly, but yeah, but we, we hopefully we add depth to keep people moving through the story, you know, but yeah, yeah, oh. it's, it's really cool. So what? Uh, <laughs> so before we go can
3: you can you do your favorite line for
2: from the game uh, oh jeez, man i don't know i don't know like oh man it's really really, so really it's just some one.
3: fun lines you really enjoy uh saying
0: i liked it when he was calling you dum-dum like dum-dum. in the beginning and <laughs> the start he's
2: actually he's actually kind of a mutant, the character rockmeyer like i don't know if you guys have seen Bro- like dr stephen brule from um like uh he was on uh who was it tim and eric He's like, sweet berry wine. Like, that's where that kind of vibe comes from. And he's like this really bad doctor. But yeah, that's where the dum-dum comes from. Hey, do it, dum-dum. Pick it up, (laughs) dum-dum. Yeah, when I mean, we were doing press <laughs> demos at Gamescom, I, I'd read their names badges and I'd go, Hey, John, you dropped it. Pick it up, dum-dum. You got to go to your next meeting right now. So I'd speak over the microphone <laughs> to, to try and push them through the experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: an- another quick one that would be that would be very interesting to hear is that you've got a patch coming out that's af- that's
2: named after someone. Oh, jeez, so like- yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did a live <laughs> oh, geez. app. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> we actually did a... um. We did like a, a live uh, app review with John Carmack and um, with no sound. So imagine how much fun that would have been. Uh, <laughs> but um, we, we're going to make, make this patch called the John Carpatch and we're going to just put in like we're just going to write <laughs> down John says do such and such and such. John says to look at the anti-aliasing John says blah 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 and just do all those things <laughs> that he said like the John yeah. Car patch. because yeah yeah cause he, he was yeah, super I sweet. Thought that was r- <laughs> oh.
4: I thought that was really really funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it was awesome meeting him. He was like super sweet guy. It was it was really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so have, have we got any uh, other questions from the no. chat for, yeah. for Mark?
4: We got from PD. We got uh, can we invite can we invite Mark onto the next show and have him talking Arnie throughout the entire show, please? <laughs> oh, you mean Rockman? As Rockman?
2: Sure, Rockmeier. no problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about mixed reality headsets. I think they're really interesting, but. You know, we need like a bit of software library, like Nathan was saying before. (laughs) Dum dum.
0: (laughs) Dum dum.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. It's it's been a sort of nice length of a show here. Uh, So we've talked about Windows Mixed Reality. We've talked about Sonic. We've talked about. We've introduced Zim to the show, which has been awesome to have you on the show. And we've obviously got to talk to Mark about Elevator to the Moon, which I'd totally recommend checking out. So, guys, to wrap it up, you know, this show is a live uh, VR talk show. It is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe, 3 p.m. in the U.K. and 10 a.m. in Central U.S. If you missed the live stream, then you can catch up with it on my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. And also you can catch up the audio version only on Google Music Play and iTunes. So, thanks again, guys, for listening. Thanks again for watching. We're having a ton of fun making this show, and you guys are making this thing possible. So, thank you again for all your support. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.